You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Curtis, it feels like an age since we've done this, just the two of us, but we've done it. It's a heroic effort. We've gotten it back together. It's Christmas in retail. It's, well, now 6am because I've taken so long to get my shit together, but I'm going to fucking do this (laughs) before going to work, working like the day before Christmas Eve in retail. That's how heroic I am, and that's how much I love the fans of the Mighty Shorts. How's it popping? Man, I tell you what, I am absolutely blasted dead tired like you said it's christmas in retail i've been doing overtime i've got a very physical job uh, as far as like working on a loading dock and things like that so like man it's been tough buddy it's yeah. been tough well those they, guns not enough nap to themselves nap. <laughs> body guy over here it's true <laughs> all the oh, lift yeah. that he's been doing but man we since we last spoke we've obviously had a couple of the interviews going on and different things like that. So this is going to be super fun. We're, we've got sort of all sorts of plans of what we want to talk about before we get to, get to work. But let's uh, have a, a quick rundown of some of the recent events that have happened since we, you know, last recorded. And then, and then we'll pop into what will take up the majority of this and something that we've both spent way too much time on this week. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Uh, like, you, we can tell exactly how excited we are because you're constantly texting me going, I got an idea for the podcast. And I'm going, oh, oh, Rafe's, Rafe's got, he's got plans. Yeah, I don't want to overhype it though because I'm like, I've been having heaps of fun with this nerdy idea we've had and I'm like, nobody may enjoy this but us. But as long as we do, that's all that matters. Yeah, well, you know? yeah <laughs> we're going to have fun. Yeah, we're going to we're going to have good good laughs. <laughs> exactly. So so what But before we the, do that, yeah, yeah. let's um let's introduce ourselves. Oh yes, we should do that again. Please. Yeah. As well, this is the uh the king of shorts, the international wrestling grand prix, the boys from the shorts. That's right. I'm your good friend Curtis. That's your bad friend Rafe Houston. What up? And we are the Okada Shorts podcast. So what up, everybody? Uh, it's, it's good to see you. Good to be back with you. Good to be uh, here. Just the two of us uh, in this boat, rowing it into the shores of uh, Peroresu fandom. That's how we'd like to do it. I, I have no idea where I was going with that. I uh, lost that I, one. I don't know. It was, was going <laughs> somewhere. You know what? It's totally fine. It is very late where you are and yeah. very early here. So it's totally fine. But hey, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, we have had a great time. Hope everybody enjoyed uh, interviews that we did with the mighty Jack Bonza, newest member of Bullet Club, with the one and only Michael Richards, star of New Japan Tamashi and of the File Dojo Online's Raw documentary. We had a great time getting to know those guys. 
And then now we're we're back to our regular format, which is the way we most like to do it, which is me and Curtis just vibing on New Japan, talking about what we enjoy. And then we've, we were kind of talking about what we wanted to do. Like, do we do an end-of-year wrap-up show? And we both kind of feel like Wrestle Kingdom is really like the end of the New Japan season. You know, everything sort of yeah, comes to a head. Finale. Yeah, exactly. And it all goes to a head. So we're not going to do our end-of-year wrap-up show today. We're going to save that until after Wrestle Kingdom and we'll wrap up the season. But we do have a fun end-of-year game that we're going to run. But let's, yeah, let's run through the items. Let's let's talk about, briefly talk about crossover. Let's talk about World Tag League. Let's talk about some of the other crazy things that's happened. And then we'll get there. Yeah, so, so two of the main things that we need to talk about that have happened while we were uh, away. Uh, crossover has, uh, or Historic X Over, has been uploaded onto world mm-hmm. um you spent a lot of time watching this you you um watched it pretty intently eh mm, i i really enjoyed it i thought i thought it was super fun i don't know much about stardom at all i i know that whatever i see i always like but i also know i ain't buying another streaming service so then my my yeah. viewing ain't gonna really increase heaps as far as that goes but i loved it uh i thought there was really like fun dynamics between the pairings that they did, you know, whenever they would uh, pair New Japan wrestlers with stardom wrestlers. And yeah, I just had heaps of fun. I actually had some friends uh, in the building in Japan. My, my friend uh, sent me a message and you know how they had like the stardom Rambo and it went entrance decided by music. He's like, what's this mean? And I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's like a Royal Rumble where like, you know, every 30 seconds someone's musical play and then you'll know who's coming out kind of thing. I haven't had a chance to talk with him about the entire event and I don't even know if he's back in Australia yet or whatever, but uh, I plan to, you know, get his sort of take on it because he's not really a huge New Japan fan, but he is a wrestling fan in like a vague, like enjoys it, but doesn't really follow it kind of way. And they just went because they happen to be there. And it'd be super interesting to see what his sort of take on, uh, you know, the crossover was. Yeah, yeah, like an outsider looking in. That's pretty cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah and like we were saying, the uh, the team-ups that they had, they didn't really make a lot of sense at first, but once you really get into them, once you you sat down with the, the actual event and you're starting to watch it and you're seeing how the teams are gelling, it was so much fun. Like Zack Sabre Jr. and Julia yeah, yeah. was it, man. That was so good. Yeah, And like the commentary did such a great, job of telling that story uh explaining you know the the similarities between the wrestlers and their histories and stuff like that i had heaps of fun just learning like about the stardom wrestlers because i always love learning about new wrestling new promotions new stories all that kind of stuff so yeah i i had heaps and heaps of fun with it and if you haven't watched it now it is up on world i'd really recommend it you know set aside a, a couple of hours and sit down with it and you'll have a heaps of fun yeah, and there definitely was the um, the one, speaking of commentary, <laughs> that you were talking about. You did catch a goof up in that commentary, didn't you? I don't think we need to talk about that. In the, in we don't the need to talk about that. 2022. But he knows. <laughs> he knows what he did. He knows what he did. All if, right. If anybody um, wants next to know, they the... can DM me about it, but I'm not, I'm not calling anybody out. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the next thing was, uh, yeah, the the Sujus, the Sujus and uh, World Tag League are over. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have clear and uh, concise winners for both of those tournaments. We have 
Bishaman won the World Tag League and will face FTR at Wrestle Kingdom. Also, Leo uh, won World Tag League and will face Catch-22 at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, what do you think about that? Look, I've I got to say I heard the results before I had a chance to watch the event and my instant reaction was not good. <laughs> it was, I think yeah. my exact words to you in that text were like, hey, what if we chose the most two boring teams and gave them highlight spots at Wrestle Kingdom was was what I said. I still don't think that statement's necessarily incorrect, um, but I think the matches will be good. And I, I think the stories that they were sort of telling and, you know, the little wrap-up of Chaos kind of getting their moment, you know, streamers falling, Yoshihashi with his very long-winded explanation of what they were about to do and then doing their little celebration which really commentary just bury him all the time. So they're not really helping him super get over. <laughs> they just like make him sound like the biggest loser. But um, yeah, it made me, it made me kind of uh, feel better about it. I'm still very surprised to be honest. Uh, like I, it's kind of like this big end of year push for chaos after a year of not even really talking about chaos. Like, like it's been sort of the year of, United Empire, right? So it felt right that at the very least um, that Aussie Open would win because then that would sort of make sense for United Empire's dominance and then things. But, hey, it's going to be what it is. They're backing in their own dudes. Uh, they're going to, at least they, you know, got some cool music and some matching costumes and they're, they're trying to be a, be a real tag team. It's just super surprising that they're going to, They've got a spot with FTR. You don't really know how much time you're going to have them or how many chances you're going to have to put them in a New Japan wrestling ring, and that's the team you choose. Just to me. I think it'll be a good match, but I, I just don't know if it's like the, the biggest money match they could do. But yeah. But what do I know about money? Uh, I'm not a, a, I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, it's definitely not to the Western audience, but, you know, Yoshihashi and, and Goto, like, well, Yoshihashi anyway, is pretty beloved over there. So maybe, like, yeah. maybe they're counting on yeah. our man Tacos to be a fucking draw at yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. And, and um, maybe and as well. They to just get over the Westerners. The, yeah, and they, they've, been, they've been guys who have been with them a long time, and maybe they're like, this is what we used to build this tag team as, like, a legit thing, you know, which is, which is fair. It's 100% fair, you know. Also, I think if you watched the post-game post game post uh, post event mm -hmm. uh talk with uh Aussie Open they really came across very genuine their their post match press conference was very it was heart wrenching almost oh, like really? you could tell the guys were really upset and i think that that's one of the things like that's one of the quickest ways to get over in new japan yeah. is to show that emotion and that like yeah. fuck i you know everybody remembers okada crying on his way out of the ring because he lost his title you know like yeah it's it's a thing like you show that level of emotion that deep humanity mm -hmm. and uh man like the the japanese fans will click with you yeah. so i think that maybe that might have been a good thing for aussie open oh, well that's good see i, I did see quite a lot of post-match stuff. I, did, I missed the Aussie Open thing, so maybe that's a piece of the puzzle I'm kind of missing there. Um, but, yeah, I completely agree. Like, Japan uh, responds really well to that. And also as well, like, as Western fans, we always just want the fastest, quickest way to something. You know what I mean? Maybe it, it doesn't need to be that. You mm -hmm. know? How do you feel about the Yo Leo team? 
not who I would have picked from that from that lineup of of tag teams uh and we can get to that in in our game later but um man you know i've always wanted to see for the last few years you know we've all been saying like get leo rush over here get leo rush involved and you know let's get him on here full time like during 2020 2021 now it's 2023 and we're finally getting leo rush in a spotlight match at wrestle kingdom and it's coming with TJP and Francesco Akira dudes who are also going to be getting a spotlight match at wrestle kingdom. And I think at this point, I'm kind of wondering what the point of even breaking up show and yo was because yo's done nothing like show has kind of been stagnant. Uh, but yo has done absolutely nothing. Like he's in the exact same spot. He would have been three years ago. Yeah. He's back in a tag again, you know, do you Back th- in a junior tag match. Yeah. Do you think at the moment, considering like the, the four-way for the the junior title that's happening right now, you know, Wato and Ishimori and Despi and Hiromo, and you see those cool video packages that have been dropping on Instagram, you know, it's them in front of the screen. They look like, awesome. Fucking awesome, right? And it, and it's no Great. kind of thing that they did Jay White, they did Okada, and then they did the four juniors, right? Do you think Wato's spot was Yo's to have, but he didn't really light up like they thought he was going to? So they're like, all right, he needs a bit more time to marinate. Let's try something else in the tag. And then when Kushida got injured, they went, let's drop Wato into that place. And then he actually kind of had some good chemistry with the guys and excelled a bit. And then he's, as a result, been elevated more than they even thought. I don't think it's necessarily that. I think having a four-way in general was the um, was the result of Kushida getting uh, getting his disease. I don't necessarily know that it like Yo would have been in the title picture this year. I mean, yeah. that's hard to say. It's hard to say because when when Kushida Kushida gets sick, Yo fails to you know failure to launch. Um, who's who can really see any of this coming ahead of that far ahead of time? So I, I I don't think that this is a response to anything. I think they're kind of booking by the seat of their pants, and they know that yo he's he's in that situation where he can slot back into a, a spot that he's comfortable with, and that they know that he can excel at yep. because he can do well in a junior tag team match you know, second or third match on the card at Wrestle Kingdom. Cool. Yeah, and he is doing better. There's there's a certain, uh, I don't know, like vibe that he's sort of picking up from Leo now that's maybe doing well for him. So so maybe it's a good thing, you know, so we'll see. But either way, I mean, we, we'll talk about it a little bit more, like we said, in the game. But, uh, yeah, I was, so, I was surprised to, because I'd had to dip out in like the last week or so or whatever, and I, I was surprised that it sort of ended up the way it did on both. That said, though, I really enjoyed watching the Tag League final. Um, in, enjoyed the whole event. I thought it was like a pretty good show. Um, but it did have like some weird vibes on it with both of those wins. And then obviously the Suzuki uh, announcement as well. Yeah, Suzuki Gun disbanding after 11 years, man. That, that was a, I thought it was a really good show. I, I think it was one of the better non, um, 
non-events yeah. uh, of the year. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not Dominion. It's not Wrestle yeah. Kingdom. Um, I, I thought, you know, as, as, as far as being one of the lower shows for the year, it was still really, really good. Um, the, as far as Suzuki Goon goes, that did kind of put a damper on lots of things, didn't it? Like, did it feel like it took the air out of the room a little bit? Yeah, it did. It was pretty surprising, and also that it didn't come across like an angle. You know what I mean? Where something going on. But mm-hmm. I do know that, like, Suzuki, like, owns a piece of Suzuki Gun. You know what I mean? It's not It's not a New Japan faction. Like, like he he owns a part of it. Like, to, to buy Suzuki merch, you have to go to his shop in Harajuku, like called Pile Driver and buy like the Suzuki Gun cheer towels, you know. Like you don't see Minoru Suzuki shirts on the New Japan shop. You do see like Desperado and and Tai Chi and stuff because Suzuki owns his own merch and stuff. So if he's stepping away, or even if he's not all the way stepping away, but New Japan is sort of restructuring things, it makes sense that they're like, why is one of our biggest factions not owned by us? You know what I mean? Like, it's a good question. And they would be like, "Let's and reshuffle it." You, and you know what? He's slowing down. We move him out. It becomes something else, or we redistribute them. I think it probably will become something else uh, that they own. You know? Do you think that this uh, restructuring, like they're talking about, this reshuffling the deck? Um, as Booz, as Booz Leprechaun, a uh, good friend of ours would say, Krusty is coming, Krusty is coming. Here comes the shakeup uh-huh. of all of the factions. Um, do, do you think that maybe this focus on chaos for Wrestle Kingdom, it could be like a last ride for chaos? I don't know. It's so hard because New Japan loves its status quo. So it's hard for me to believe that there'd ever be a complete like Titanic shift uh in anything i feel like they move very slowly in what they do and they're quite comfortable uh in the way things are so i mean i don't know if i ever picture like chaos just disappearing i'm not sure that would just happen you know the suzuki gun thing is like the biggest shift i could possibly imagine you know them them moving that out yeah. so and and they are such a fun faction uh that it's pretty huge so but it, it definitely wouldn't surprise me if just like they don't you know suzuki's going they don't they don't really want to have a rivalry with him because they're you know he's slowing down or, or moving him out and stuff and so after it's all said and done they just go hey and now we're going to be this or whatever and something else it's Ban and it's just exactly the same but suzuki's name isn't on it and he's not there you know that's that's completely fair. We've got right now, what like um, five? No, I'm sorry, eleven hours until the show starts for the twenty the the uh, final Road to Wrestle Kingdom show, yeah. the final Suzuki Gun match. So at, what we're all seeing here is the final show at Kurokin Hall for the year. Uh, the snow falling down on Suzuki Gun as they all you know, embrace for the last time Suzuki Gonichiban and then the show's over and so is the faction. Yeah. Give me give me a hot take. Is this going to turn into an angle 
before the end of that show. I would love it to turn into an angle, but it's New Japan, so they may just hug and that's it. And then they just don't even address it until like next year. You know what I mean? They just go, cool, everyone goes into their matches at Wrestle Kingdom, let's just not talk about it and we'll deal with it later. That's the most New Japan shit to do ever. They're just like, meh, you know, it's too hard right now. But I would love some kind of power grab in that situation. You know, I would love a a old school Suzuki gun gang stomp out of Suzuki or something like that, blood in, blood out. Tai Chi is now in charge. We're now called this, or like, or Zach is now in charge. You know, something like that would be really cool. That's be good. It, look, if Desperado <laughs> wasn't about to be in a junior title match, him doing something extravagant and like claiming he's now a heavyweight and stuff would be my fucking ultimate scenario. It's like they they all hug kind of thing, and Suzuki's waving to the crowd, and then behind him. Desky, Despy pulls off his mask and tosses it away, completely barefaced, maybe some eyeliner, looking fresh kind of thing, and then just fucking takes Suzuki out and all the others are shocked and he's like, I'm in charge now and you're all going to get the fucking line. That would be the best shit of all time. But we're about to go to an IWGP junior title match. They're not going to shake up that status quo. So he's going to be a junior and a, a junior's not going to lead the faction. It's the way I... I kind of see it, unfortunately, because he could be a heavy man. Like he's like he's a bit. He's huge. Yeah. He's huge for a junior, and you know, like exceptions to every rule, they have had juniors lead factions before, namely, you know, um, Devitt leading Bullet Club. Um, oh yeah, actually, but, that's a good point. And they did just but, do a video packet. All right, you've convinced me, Despy Gun. Let's go, El Desperado. It'll Despy have Gun, some kind go. of new name. Let, yeah, let's do it. All right, I love it. But Doki Gun. Yeah, exactly. Before we get into the premise, yeah, exactly. Uh, before we get into the the premise of this game, we're about to play. I feel like there's a new a news item or, or something else we were gonna do before we did it because I'm feeling a segue coming oh. out my my mouth, but I don't think I need to do it yet. <laughs> oh, uh, there was an ugly belt. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's a piece of trash. <laughs> Uh, I wish they were the king of pro wrestling. Oh, don't we need to redraft Suzuki uh, Gun if they were going to other factions? We, yeah, we're going to. That's okay. that's that's where we we'll were going to go with. Yeah, but you okay. asked for the next. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we got our own rundown. I know. I'm just yes, seeing the clock tick and I'm seeing my work Suzuki fucking Gun. drastically approaching. So real quick, uh, king of pro wrestling is unfortunately still going to happen. Uh, I thought ELP destroying the trophy was the end, uh, but it's not. Now they're going to have a belt and whoever is designing belts for New Japan's an absolute menace at this stage, and it's another terrible-looking design. So, yeah, cool. Can can I just... This, this idea that they had to get rid of the Intercontinental title because New Japan had too many belts, since they've gotten rid of the Intercontinental title, they've More introduced belts. the IWGP <laughs> women's title, yeah. they've introduced the strong title... They've introduced a strong tag team title. They've introduced the uh, NJPW World title and now the KOPW Championship as a belt. Oh my fucking god! Are you kill? Are, you are killing me with this nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, it's still better than a trophy, but damn, it ain't looking good, and it's not even in Shingo's colors. So I don't know. What to think. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's a 
dumbass fucking belt too it is so bland it looks like some shit they would have had like on on hulk hogan in 19 fucking 76 <laughs> i don't fucking know like it looks like some shit that you'd see like nick bockwinkle holding yeah and i'm just not down with that man like it's it's old school cool that's great except for you know it's boring yeah. it's got this it's it just says kopw champion across it like the strong belts just say strong like open who, weight who's champion. in charge of this new japan used to have some of like the coolest fucking belts like the v4 intercontinental they want all these great looking belts who's fucking out here just going this is it fam like dropping these fucking ugly titles at this stage the ugliest belt which was the u.s title is now the best looking belt yeah yeah what's going 100%. on who's behind this they need to what be fu- yeah. What dismissed. fucking menace <laughs> There's some is menace. making these belts? Who's fucking out here just designing this shit? I need to get to the bottom of it. If anybody knows who it is, send it. Send us the information because I I need to have a conversation. Or if get they, yeah, if I see one more fucking belt that's just it's just a plate with a fucking name of what a the championship yeah. is on it. Oh, I fucking hate that. This this KOPW one. It's just it looks like. It looks like the old uh, WWE United uh, U- undisputed title, the Brock Lesnar one, yeah, the Eddie yeah. Guerrero belt. Uh-huh. It looks like if that belt went through meth addiction, <laughs> like it looks like Bro, if, it you, looks if the undisputed like so title, cheap. It looks like it was made out of fucking like you know when you go to a costume store and you're like, "Can I rent wrestler costume?" And they're like, "Yep," and like the belt is made out of that like brittle hard plastic you know that the, yes. like cracks yeah it's bad bro it's bad there, there's there's an eagle on it there's an eagle at the top is that what and it it's supposed to be an eagle but it, it looks like, like a crown someone... or some shit if it's king of I'm done. well that's the thing why would they have an eagle if it's king of pro wrestling yes but also like the eagle is so poorly designed it looks like a hawk like the the beak is wrong <laughs> It just looks like it just like looks like buzzard. your your kitchen kitchen wizard tattoo artist like yeah. went for eagle and ended up with Finch. Yeah, you, you know you know what we've already spoken about this way too long. What I will promise you is that in our game that we've got coming up, I've got something planned for this belt, and you're going to enjoy oh. it. <laughs> I got something planned for it. So. All right, I'm going to throw it in the fucking garbage. Uh, um, so yeah. yeah, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit more about Suzuki Gun. Okay. We thought that we it would be fun to take the eight members of Suzuki Goon and kind of redraft them, reshuffle them. I was uh, like, where we think eight they're... members? Who the fuck is in this faction? Like, I didn't think about it. I thought about the ones that are like good. I don't. Who else is fucking in? Anyway, don't worry. I'm slowing you down. We're gonna keep going. So, well, let's let's. But we're let's gonna. Go. This, well, we're talking just... drafting to existing factions, so they don't yes. create something new. We have the lineup of guys and where we think they would best fall if New Japan were just going to pick them up like a skill tester and drop them into the other factions that already exist. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start at the top then. Okay. Uh, Suzuki. Does Suzuki end up in someone else's faction after leading his own? Or is he just going to be dad status now? Uh, he's is just, he, dad. Is he joining he's the just dads? dad status. Rocks up. Evil murder dad. Like, Hontai dad. Doesn't, doesn't matter. You know, I, I don't think he's going to be with he, New Japan is what it is. I don't think he is either. I think he's going to, he's either going to go like 
chill out in Noah and win, win the GHC. <laughs> From, I, I don't even think he's going to do that. Kojima. I, I just think he's yeah, well. Actually, he might do that. To be fair, but I yeah. I think uh, <laughs> like like it really might actually happen. But I I think he's just going to do independent dates and like you see him pop up like a Fujinami or whatever. You know, like he's just a legend and he, and he's going to go slap people in America and he's going to rock up in no. Uh, he's just going to be freestyle, do whatever he wants. Suzuki, like he's he's had a career. He's still a name. He can still go, and I think he'll just pop up places he'll just do cool things and he'll just be Suzuki yep he's too big like to be in another um, faction you know like he's just his own name so he yeah. doesn't need it yeah yeah he's arguably bigger now than he was you know at any time in the last like 15 years absolutely everybody loves him you know like he's yeah he's amazing and, and if he's slowing down or if he doesn't want to you know be locked to a regular schedule he can just do whatever he wants you know what I mean so yeah he, yep. he doesn't need a faction yep. he's, he's exempt now here's here's going to be the other curveball that I'm going to throw at you, Lance Archer. I mean, no, he's he's in AEW. He doesn't. He also doesn't matter. Um, he is. I, he is. But he still reps Suzuki Goon in AEW. I don't think he he will just not. He'll just rep himself. He'll just be the Murder Hawk Monster. If he drops into New Japan for any dates, which I don't, I don't think he probably will. But he, if he was to do it, he would just be as himself, not repping anybody and just like a loose gun for hire kind of thing, put him in a world tag league with somebody, whatever, you know? So, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't I'm see, glad I don't see have, him doing much with him. I'm glad they got to have that last ride with uh, yeah, Suzuki that, and, cool. and Lance Archer really cool. in the world tag yeah, league. That was exactly. nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so let's, let's uh, keep going here. How about Zack Sabre Jr.? Okay. So Zach. It's kind of a couple. Someone, someone said that we should put Zach in uh, United Empire, and I told them that that was the tiniest brain thinking I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> okay, <rough>. because <laughs> Zach and Will are fucking are are better enemies than anything. Yeah, they're nemeses. You know? Like they, I thought the exact same thing. Like the same as like somebody might go, "Oh, it'd be cool to see El Desperado in Lij." It's like, well. Because of the Mexican thing and stuff like that, it's like no. Well, he's a way better rival to Hiromu than a friend, you know. So you can't also have them next to each other, yep. which is why yeah. I think they're just going to do a new faction, like because he does. They don't. Those characters don't really work like with the others. You know what I mean? Like they. I've been running into this problem so much with this draft idea. Yeah. Like. I can't think of where any of these guys would fit in. Yeah. Let, let's just do it speed round. I, uh, well, from I've got a couple gun. that I think. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do speed round from the top of our head. So, okay, if we're doing Despy in the current lineup that things are, I would put him in Chaos. Face okay. turn. Okay. okay. Desperado, Chaos, because I love the idea of Desperado and Okada working together. I love that. Uh, how about, and I'm going to take them as a tag team right now, sure. but how about Kanemaru and Doki? Uh, I think Kanemaru is just dad status. I think he's like Hontai. Uh, so I don't think there'll be be a team. And I think Doki will just go wherever Desperado does because he's like his little mate, his little brother. I see Doki. I see House of Torture Doki would be a lot of fun. Actually, actually, you've got me with that. I like that. And you know what? If Kanemaru was going to stick around active, 
you could you could send him to House of Torture as well. They could go yeah. together as a duo. I don't hate that at all. Yeah. Here's the big one. So we we already did Zach. Uh, we couldn't figure out where Zach would go. How about Taishi? Okay. Uh, see, Taishi and Zach to me are too big, like for these other factions, which is why I don't think they work if you drop them in anywhere. You know. Um. Again. It's tough, right? See, I just keep putting them all in chaos because chaos is nothing and they could then make it a thing, you know? You could start to head back towards the old school bad boy chaos kind of thing because I think there's a few members of chaos that should honestly be Hontai. You know what I mean? I don't think they have the have any kind of real uh, identity, like faction identity. So, like, to me, Bishamon... Yo, fucking, like, these dudes, they should all just be Hontai guys, like with Tanahashi. And then Chaos should be like Okada, Despi, Taichi, Zack, Ishii, like, bad boys, but like good bad boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. They, you know, you're talking about Bishamon and stuff like that, like not having a faction identity. Right now, chaos is fucking beige carpet, man. Yeah, that's what I mean. Chaos is fucking, fucking elevator it. music. I, I've I've laid it out before when we've talked. A Carter comes out. There's some fucking big threat. Bullet clubs all around. Fucking thing. New chaos. Dun, 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 new members. See ya, losers. And like fucking the a lot of the members of Suzuki Gun would just fit straight in there because they've already become faces anyway. You know, I mean, everybody cheers yeah. Suzuki Gun. They're not the like gritty. Suzuki gang that they were and they could be that they could be your face bad boys and so I would take the yeah those members Despi Taichi and Zach and place them with Okada um, and that would be like pretty badass and then they jump Okada kick him out of his own faction and yeah. they take it over yeah it's- <laughs> alright they, they beat him for the title it, anyway, is there okay. any other so- members I'm forgetting who else? Who else? Am I no, that's, that's, that's it. it. All right then, cool. So, should we do run through the scenario? Oh, uh, ta- I mean, Takamichinoku, if you want to. Oh, I mean, he's a he's a sex pest. He's he's not in the company. It's fine. He's he's been right, back briefly, exactly. but but yeah, like uh, I don't I don't see him being involved. The same as I I think Kanemaru is like doing way more booking and stuff now, so I could see him sort of stepping away from really active stuff. Suzuki's gone. Lance is in uh, AEW, and so that really only leaves the other dudes, you know. And, and yeah, but I do not hate the idea of a Doki House of Torture if they were going to like lift up the House of Torture faction. That'd be cool. Yeah. Actually, you know I, what? Yeah, he's... I just had an idea. You have, okay, you, could, you could do Tai Chi takes over House of Torture and it becomes a lot more slanesh, like a lot more sexy. A sexy House of Torture and it's like Tai Chi with all these ladies and he's like enforcing. That'd be pretty cool. That would actually be fucking fantastic. Oh my god! Yeah, just thought of that then. That's pretty. Oh good. my god! Yeah. That would kind of. Work. I, I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah. I, the, did and you then, watch any of uh, Takatachi Mania? Uh, no, not yet. Oh my! God. I would like there to. There was, there was some very very sad Tai Chi at the end of uh, Takatachi Mania, and uh, he made Miho Abe ugly cry. Oh no! It was. It hurt my heart. I, I, did I see a clip or something? Did he dismiss her? So what it is? He's like, I'm Basically, too much of a loser said, or like what? 
yeah he's i'm i'm too much of a loser for you to bother with me anymore like i i need to be lonely now you you go find someone who's good enough for you and uh or that sort of thing so yeah he's he, and then his backstage comments he was saying like you know no more no more suzuki goon for me to fall back on you know i'm gonna be here alone lonely goon he was saying like <laughs> oh that's heartbreaking i i think he has the potential to be a fucking huge baby face and the the only other place i would put him is i would put him into lij just so him and sonata could just live their best friend fantasy like, cause they're, <laughs> they just want to like kiss each other so bad. And I feel like them just oh, like, they so do that. I th- feel like just the, the Chad bro jock energy, like they would just live their best lives and I'm here for it. Yeah. He would fit the absolute too. himbos. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So you could let that go. But yeah. All right. So anything else or I'm, I'm setting up the premise cause I'm very excited about this game. I spent way too much well, time on it. So the the last thing that we need to talk about before we get to our game, the the actual rumor that I heard about uh, why is Suzuki Gun is disbanding. Oh, okay, a rumor you say. I heard a rumor, okay, and this is just a rumor that Suzuki was so upset because he had a bunch of his emails and his passwords hacked from the dark web. Okay. And he was so upset and I felt really bad for him, but I thought that, you know what? We have a service that we can offer to him. You suck. Eh? And do you know what that service <laughs> is? I don't know, Curtis. What's the service? That service is the outstanding uh, protection for your online life from NordVPN. That's right, NordVPN, the leader in VPN technology, and uh, that they're the people that can keep you safe online uh, from the dark web and all those horrible, terrible things that are coming for your private information, passwords, uh, if you keep your debit cards and things like that on your on your phone, in, in your Apple Pay, that sort of thing. You definitely want to have a VPN active at all times, and you should check out nordvpn.com slash what shorts wow shorts didn't see that coming right i really did not know that happened to suzuki maybe that's why you know you can't really make money off suzuki good if like the the bank accounts have been hacked other people have now got the money it's just not a money spender and you're not going to make money for criminals so you need to go ahead and protect yourself it's really sad that my favorite faction would still exist had had suzuki just listened to the akada shorts podcast and used the code shorts we need to make sure all the other Lord members VPN. of the com slash shorts that's the one <laughs> that's it hope the the rest of the new japan roster uh are logged into it because i don't want to lose anyone else well i tell you what we can do is we can tell them to go ahead and grab their exclusive nordvpn deal by going to nordvpn.com slash shorts to get a huge discount off your nordvpn plan plus one additional month for free it's completely risk-free with nord's 30-day money-back guarantee they'll see the difference i mean in no time you know we've got wrestle kingdom just around the corner two weeks two weeks so you'll want to cover yourself up and you know starting now and even the you know for two weeks after wrestle kingdom 
at this point with their 30 day money back guarantee. You'll, you'll, you'll even receive that wrestle kingdom paycheck before your nordvpn.com slash shorts, uh, uh, promo code runs out. Amazing. This, this is an absolute game changer. And I really hope that uh, new Japan protects itself. Well, with all that bullshit out of the way and that amazing segue sorted, let's, uh, let's run through the premise here. So, Basically, uh, when the Wrestle Kingdom uh, card was announced, I saw quite a bit of sort of uproar online a bit. I think people were sort of uh, surprised to see certain names left off the card. Um, I think they were surprised to see certain tag teams like we spoke about uh, in places of prominence and others not included, etc., etc. And it got me thinking. I was like... There's all sorts of New Japan fans around the world. What if uh, Thanos was a New Japan fan? And what if he was so enraged by looking at that card, by the flat build to Jay White and Okada, and even that Kenny Omega promo wasn't enough to keep him interested in it. What if he just went, you know what, enough. Everybody on the Wrestle Kingdom card disappears. So we're back to a completely clear card. Anybody, the the pre-show is still there. Otherwise, the Rambo would be gone and there would be no New Japan wrestlers. But essentially, it is now tasked to Curtis and I (laughs) to rebook Wrestle Kingdom from the ground up, including everybody will be new champions. All the belts are vacated. uh, And so we're establishing an entire new reality in which... New Japan exists, and this is the end of year end game. And this is maybe the nerdiest thing I've ever done, and I've had giddy fun fucking about with these ideas. How about you, man? Is he laughing? What's he I, doing? I love this idea, and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and just hang with whatever you got cooking because I know that you've been in the you've been in the lab, and you've been mixing <laughs> this shit up, and you're ready. You're ready to go. I can see it in your eyes right now. I'm uh, I'm manic about it. Because I've had so uh, so much fun playing around it. So, uh, just keeping in mind that as I do I, this, you're like yep. turning the lights down low, yeah. getting into character. They're already so, they're already pretty so low, dark but, and mysterious. But, but they'll get so, they'll get creepier. All right, before <laughs> we do it, because somebody wants to ruin it for everyone, I'm just going to go and put the dog outside, and then we're going to begin. So, quick pause, and then we we're, we're getting this thing popping. All right, one sec. <laughs> So, yes, I have been in the lab. I've been cooking up stuff. Uh, I just want to run through real quick with everybody who is not available. So, the current wrestlers that are on the New Japan card and that have been disappeared in at my little scenario here are Okada, Jay White, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay, Wato, Hiromu, El Desperado, Bone Soldier, Shooter Shoma, Shota Umino, my girlfriend Tanahashi, uh, Muto, Naito, Sonata, Bushi, Tama, Carl Anderson, thank fuck, Narita, ZSJ, FTR, Goto, Yoshihashi, Tom Nakano, Kairi, Rush, 
which is Leo Rush, Yo, TJP, and Akira. And then we have access to everybody else on the New Japan roster, including Strong if you want to use them, uh, as well as any affiliates that have been involved with New Japan in some way. Okay? So companies like AEW, etc. So I have also written this to be kind of as semi-realistic as I can because uh, you've kind of got to... Yeah, we're not going to be wishing for Roman Reigns versus fucking Samoa Joe or some sort of yeah, nonsense no, like no, that. No, no. Like... Exactly. And I've even like kind of booked like a little pre-show here just because it's to set up stuff for the future, you know, is which is what wrestling is. So, okay, Wrestle Kingdom. Are we also... Mm-hmm. Are we also going to uh, take away the people that are on the the dads that are doing the uh, Inoki Memorial six man tag? Uh, I didn't take them away. They are available, but I ain't using them. <laughs> they're they're still around. I, well, I one of them Suzuki, so I thought maybe. Yeah, I figured they needed to exist to train like the new generation. Otherwise, New Japan is dead. So the the dads still exist, and they can be used if you Good wish point. to use them. Okay. Um, so, yep. Wrestle Kingdom, pre-show match, 30-minute time limit, never open weight, six-man title match. It's going to be defending champions, House of Torture, versus the LA Dojo, Connors, Android, and Gabe Kidd. Now, it may seem weird in a dream scenario to book a House of Torture match, but I actually kind of like them, and also they are the existing champions, and they didn't get disappeared, so I can't just, like, make that go away. So... Uh, I have winners, House of Torture, through usual bullshit, and Kid is very mad about it. The Android and Connors try and calm him down as they all leave, planting seeds for the the vibe that Kid's been putting out there where he wants to fight everybody, and there's, I th- think he's been cutting some pretty good promos and stuff, so setting it up for him. See, you, you uh, put out the Never Six Man tags as an opportunity um, to book a faction, and I didn't think you were going to be going with uh, House of Torture versus LA Dojo. I personally would have gone House of Torture versus the Stronghearts. Ah, well, I would do that, except for I'm using them fucking later in the show, bruss. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. Exactly. I knew I was going to make you tip your card there. Yeah, you go down. And it's All like right. two matches away. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I shouldn't uh, tip my hat on anything I've got, but so... Uh, did you do a pre-show match? I did two pre-show matches. So I did the uh, never open weight six man, and then I did a Rambo. Uh, no, I I didn't decide to do a, a a pre-show. No, I was just thinking about the bigger matches. Cool. Now that's totally fine. I'll quickly jump into my second pre-show match, which is the New Japan pre-show Rambo. I only wrote this last night after you showed me the new KOPW belt, actually. So pre-show Rambo, winner (laughs) is the new KOPW 2023 champion and receives the new belt. Uh, The final two participants are David Finlay and ELP. The winner is ELP. He immediately destroys the title just like he did the the statue and cuts a promo (laughs) saying that the KOPW was a joke and he has bigger fish to fry. He needs to get his house in order. Jay White uh, may have, you know, liked lots of different factions within Bullet Club, but in his personal opinion, that's where it went wrong back in the day with the forming of the elite. Uh, So he says that come New Year's Dash, everybody will will fall in line or their repercussions will be felt. Several members look unimpressed. 
Farle and Evil especially. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So you've got, so, so now that Jay has been dusted, mm-hmm. Bullet Club is leaderless and, uh, EOP's trying to step into the vacuum. Up. Yeah. He's declaring it. Love it. Whether the others like that, I don't know, but I feel like he's, you know, he's seen the, the steps of people like Jay White or of, of Kenny Omega before him and things like that. And he's trying to step into that power vacuum, but he hasn't necessarily he got the shot. backing of everybody. Yeah. He's calling his shot. I he's, love it. He's calling his shot. I love it. I think that's fantastic. All right. So now we're at the main card. The bright lights are on. Everybody is inside the dome. And we are beginning. First match, 60-minute time limit. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. It's the Source Hearts versus the Flying Tigers. The Source Hearts enter with all of the Strong Hearts now being announced as full-time members of the New Japan roster. They're accompanied by Shima, T-Hawk, and Shinko Hiro, e e What do you think about that announcement? Strong Hearts versus Flying Tigers. Robbie and Tiger had cut promos saying that they're going to give it one last try. They'd broken up at the end of the Super Junior Tag League, but New Japan needs the Tigers to fly again in this time of, of lost lost co-workers, uh, of lost other wrestlers in this dark time. They need the bright, shining power of Tiger Mask and Robbie Eagles to carry through the next generation of Super Juniors. What's your thoughts? I think that's great. I When we, when we decided to give, give spots to people who got on the plane, uh, I, I would have thought possibly about putting Robbie in the junior heavyweight match uh-huh. so that, i mean it depends on how you were going to book your junior heavyweight match i would i would have kept it a four-way uh-huh. and uh put robbie in it but that is going to severely limit the amount of teams uh that you have available isn't it so exactly uh for the junior tag junior tag so yeah, yeah flying tigers uh two-time champions uh-huh. sauce hearts um you know the the taco bell lindemann those guys are your fucking jam so uh, I, I think the Rafe special in this match would exactly. be pretty fucking fantastic. And I will say, though, that as the match goes on, uh, Tiger Mask is noticeably lacking and Robbie is getting more and more frustrated as the match goes. Oh, no. In the end, the, the loss ends up happening. Tiger Mask goes for a final tag and Robbie just steps down off the apron. Uh, <gasps> Tiger Mask is, is taken out and he's pinned. Uh, the Stronghearts celebrate as the new uh, junior tag team champions with the other members of Stronghearts. And then Robbie hits the hits the ring and viciously starts attacking Tiger Mask. The Stronghearts try and pull him off, but Hanare and Cobb hit the ring and destroy them. Robbie then commands H and C, who's Hanare and Cobb, but I couldn't write it and didn't think about it quick enough right then, to finish Tiger Mask. And then he cuts a vicious promo claiming that his friend will drop the ball and he's going to pick it up. And speaking of dropping balls, oh, he no. tears away Tiger Mask's mask. He's going to give this to somebody who deserves it. And Robbie Eagles is making his intentions to join United Empire known. I like that. I like that so much. Yes, because we've we've had such a desperate Thanos snapping moment, and so many uh, faction leaders have been dusted. This is this is great. We've got so many people stepping into to position. Um, Robbie trying to step up as the leader of the United Empire. 
ELP trying to step in as the leader of the Bullet Club. I'm very excited to see where this is going. <laughs> it's a huge power vacuum in New Japan at the moment with all these main, you know, leaders disappearing and things like that. So the, there's lots going on. Uh, the tiger mask, you know, kind of thing. Uh, it'd been something I've been thinking about for a while. And then also listened to WeWork Stiff recently, and they were also talking about who would be the next Tiger Mask. And I was sort of having some ideas about that myself. And then their thoughts sort of fell in line with what I was thinking. And I was like, okay, cool. So let's play around with this a little bit more. So uh, at the end of that match, we see Robbie Eagles aligned with the United Empire uh, and holding an empty Tiger Mask, with which he will uh, do with as he pleases. Uh, and uh, Tiger Mask is carried away, broken and defeated and finished. And probably a bit gassy and yeah. really tired. <laughs> and all those things. And dad status. He could still wrestle in dad matches just as his own self. So um, what was your – do you want to go match by match? Like do you want to tell me what your first match was at the same time or do you want me to run you know through what, my card? I was just – I was just throwing out names of like matches I thought would be cool. You've put in so much more thought with this. I'm I'm just I'm vibing. Okay, I'm, well well let's tell my I'm story partying. then. Let's tell we're, my story. We're partying in here. Yeah, fill the fucking fridge with tinnies, buddy, because right, we're having a good time. We'll let's get go. it popping. And you know what? If you've got any ideas or whatever, and you you think we can massage something into place better, you let me know, and we'll we'll book it on the fly. So second match, 60-minute right. time limit, IWGP Women's Championship Rambo entrance decided by music. I don't know all of the stardom wrestlers well enough to make a call of who I think should be the you know the next um, champion or what would be the best match, but I do, I do know that Sasha Banks is supposed to be debuting in her real name under Mercedes Venado, and so I threw a rumble. She's the final entrant, but she does not win. Uh, she spilled over the rope by Starlight Kid just because I thought she was the coolest on the day. I liked her team up with Despy. Uh, maybe she's even rocking that half Despy mask as a tribute to him, and she is the new IWGP Women's Champion. Dude, I love Dark Starlight Kid. I think Dark Starlight Kid is the fucking future. Mm -hmm. But the current uh, for for me in stardom, as far as stardom goes, is Julia. I think Julia is the fucking draw in stardom. She is so good. Yeah, cool. So that that could be another option. Then we could have Julia. Maybe Julia could win, and then music hits, and then even stare down with Mercedes at the end, and then the then the big match is actually uh, coming. You know, down the road between essentially Sasha Banks and Julia. That's the that's the match. That's the money match mm -hmm. for stardom. Mm -hmm. You know, Julia and Sasha Banks is gonna be a fucking banger. So, yeah. um, you know, that's that's the money match. And setting, I, I, in real life, I don't want them to set it up that early. Yeah, I want them to kind of build to that because it's gonna be a while. But, um, yeah, in in this scenario, let's fucking go. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of wrestlers have been tragically killed. So. <laughs> <laughs> they they got to they got to get things popping here. All right. They've been dusted. They've been Thanos. They have. They've true. been dusted. We don't know when they're coming back or if they come back. Third match, 60 minute time limit, IWGP Tag Team Championship match, Aussie Open versus TMDK with Big Teats. Uh this is the there's no crazy angles here. This is just an all-timer. Australian Pride's on the line, but in the end Aussie Open are victor uh, victorious, victorious in a clean finish and crowned the best team in the world. 
any easily any easily options the with that. In the world. No crazy angles. That would just be a banger. <laughs> no, let's let's go on a, on a side side tangent sure. here real fast. Uh, Joel from the Super J Cast and I have both been screaming into the void a little bit over the last two days about how our man Big Teats needs to step up and lead TMDK. Now, as okay. he is not from Australia, mm-hmm. how do you feel about that? Um. I I don't I don't mind it. I like Teats a lot. I don't know if his personality is that of a leader. Like I feel like he's like more of a hater, kind of wild man, sort of funny, and things like that. Uh, I do think that Team DK do have a bit of a void, though. Um, that said, I think if you were gonna have a leader and it wasn't gonna be you know Mikey and Shane, I feel like there's room to pull in one of the guys from Australia. So you could pull in uh, the world beater Damien Slater, or you could pull in uh, Marcus Pitt. These are guys who have been longtime members of TMDK. Even Slex, even would would be you know a potential option. One of like the other actual real members and bring them in as a new character. Okay, okay, yeah, I I, I thought I would um, maybe let you give that call for the for the official podcast uh, uh <laughs> i don't know if, i don't know should... if i've got any authority over what tmdk do and i could understand if new japan <clears throat> wanted to do that for their their sort of front end thing but i kind of like him in the role that he's in i think it's a shame i mean it's another thing to talk about but uh we just had the news item just come this week that jonah had returned to wwe and I mean, we, you and I talked about that in nauseam before. I I personally don't love it. I think you know there could have been a real huge spot for him in New Japan. And I think in the end, if he wanted to then go to WWE and be walking into like you know WrestleMania status headliner, former IWGP status, he could do that. But hey, there's no guarantees in life, and an actual truck full of money on your front lawn is a guarantee. So you know, hey, do you? You can Man, still get there. I... You know? We don't know what promises. I appreciate that he secured the bag. Yeah, I do. Got to do it, man. I I can't hate on it. He capitalized on being very hot at the moment. Like you said, he probably could have bet on himself a little bit further, and you know maybe you know been a world champion before he came back to the WWE. But now, if he wants to go from wrestling Okada and and beating Okada. Uh, an IWGP title picture. Like they were talking about a Shingo match at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. He wants to go from that to being the Miz's heater, which is a, a, a position that doesn't normally work out for anybody. Alex Riley, <laughs> where's he at? You know? Yeah, it, it, so. exactly. But you know what? He, we don't know what phone calls he's had. He's got trips on the fucking line, personally dialing him, being like, yo, I'm going to bring you. And we're gonna do this, and I'm gonna pay you a bazillion dollars. If if Triple H called me right now, I'd be like, "Yeah, cool, just book the flight." Like I wouldn't even like it. Just, nope. I'd be coming in. I'd be like, "It's fine." I mean, Gallows and Anderson were very vocal after they were let go by WWE about they never go back, and they didn't trust Triple H, and he screwed them over, and all this stuff. And look where they are. You know what I mean? So it's a different world they're going back to too, because he's the man in charge. He's making all these promises. Vince McMahon ain't there anymore. So maybe they see a, a different option and there's a different picture being painted for them. So, yeah, I, I think it's a shame. Uh, I haven't booked Jonah on this uh, this endgame card uh, either because I already knew he was out. So, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. All righty. Fourth so match. Sad. 
it would it would be cool if he it would be cool if he could rep TMDK in WWE. You know? It would be. It would just it, it would be it super works. cool. But there was that time. Do you remember like two years ago? It was it was uh Austin Theory, I think, and um oh gosh. I, I want to say El Sombra. What's his fucking uh La Sombra's fucking Andrade. He's married to Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Andrade. Andrade. Yeah. Yeah, and and it was somebody somebody else, and they all threw up the uh, the Los Ingobernables fists yeah. in in on WWE television. Yeah, like why couldn't we have Los Ingobernables uh, Los Ingobernables de WWE or or <laughs> TMDK they in don't WWE? Why garbage, man? Fuck up. They don't own Bullet Club either. Yeah, but they don't. I mean, they don't wear Bullet Club shirts on fucking thing. They just call it something similar and and trade and eat off it you know like you know they're, they're gonna start yeah. to, to you know they'll they'll give little nods to things and stuff like that but at the end of the day they're a huge business and they're the biggest company in the world they don't need to you know serve any other masters you know me they, they need, need to, to serve they me. need to serve give, give me what i want personally give me yeah. a man a mediocre white man <laughs> with a fucking podcast what i want yeah, god damn it exactly do it but it ain't gonna happen so yeah, but you know, Jonah opened the door for all the current TMD gay guys. You know, I know Mikey was obviously you know already in New Japan and stuff, but I I feel like the things that he did with Tito um, created the options to then have World Tag League. You know, Shane Haste and all that. So hey, you know, we need a nod there, and Shane is a fucking awesome wrestler, and I think there'd be real big things for him uh, if he continues with New Japan too. So. We will see. Yeah. Sorry about that. Let's go to the fourth no, match. No, no, that's fine. We, we can keep this moving. Fourth fourth match. 15-minute New Japan... 15-minute time limit. New Japan World TV Championship Tournament Gauntlet Match. Ishii versus every young lion. The winner will be the champion. <laughs> and if a young lion wins, they will also graduate on the spot. So I imagine this is a series... 15-minute time limit matches, basically beat one, the, lo- the young line music hits again, and one runs out to be fed to Ishii as he continues to maul various young lions and stretch them beyond their capabilities. But in the oh my God. end, the winner is Vegeta. Using the tricks he learnt from his uh, friend ZSJ, he outsmarts Ishii and sets himself on a path to be the spiritual successor for Zack. So he is... Uh, graduated immediately, he's the new champion, and we start seeing Zachisms from him, calling people dickheads and whatnot in his second language. So, uh, I, I Fujita. Yeah, I think that could be like really fun, and him like wearing the hat and and shit like that. You know, maybe even like the music hits, but he doesn't come down, and he's like even wearing the hat that's like I'm a young lion or whatever. And Ishii is like, what the fuck? And then he comes from behind, and it's another young lion. You know. The same kind of shit that he and Zach do for him, and that's how he wins. And I think that could be really fun. What would his what would his uh, initials be? Like K S K S F K F J. Yeah, K F J works. Fujita. K F J. Exactly. But there it yeah. is. And he's like got the jacket and he's popping the collar and stuff, and it's just all a big tribute he's, to Zach, who was tragically instead of talking lost. to 80s english pop icons yeah. like zsj does he's talking to 2000s j pop icons 
Yeah. He's, yeah. Do, he's doing it all, and I personally have no no, no George it. Michael's references, but he's talking to somebody from from the J-pop <laughs> scene instead. Yeah, exactly. Just just started giving that, and starts like his style starts to really be influenced by that, like that ZSJ style. You like it? I love it. All right. I love it. I love it so much. Well, if you like that, you're probably going to like this fifth match. Sixty minute time limit. Never open weight championship match. Never open weight retirement ceremony. Dun, 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 dun. Oh my! Oh, Shibata's music hits, and he walks to the ring with New Japan officials. People are crying in the crowd. They can't believe Shibata's here. There's a podium in the middle of the ring, and on it sits the Never title. They announce that despite its strong legacy, they've asked Shibata as the heart and soul of this title and the greatest holder to please take possession of the title one last time, so he can retire it as its champion as he retires from in-ring competition once and for all. Shibata has a troubled but resigned look on his face, and he nods solemnly. He's not ready to retire, but he knows he doesn't have a choice and he can't be cleared for in-ring competition by New Japan. The chairman hands him the belt, and he puts it over his shoulder. No sooner has the belt touched his shoulder that Robbie Eagle's music hits, and Robbie walks out. So this is the plan, hey cowards. The plan to lock the status quo in place and to continue to hold all juniors down, to hold me down. So many great athletes, so many great athletes gone and never given an opportunity to rise above their station, beyond the glass ceiling set out for them by size. Hiromu, Desperado, Liger. Never was a concept of a true open weight division, but everyone was too scared, too much politicking to keep things the way they are. Well, that doesn't work for me anymore, brother. Shibata-san, the last real never champion. If you don't need someone to go and collect your brain from its box, then why don't you put that title on the line and we really make this an open weight title? As soon as Robbie places his finger guns against Shibata's head, he receives the most brutal slap of all time across the face. The title is cast aside and a brutal kick straight to Robbie's face as he, he falls to the corner. Hesitation drop kick. And Robbie is down. Shibata towers over him. Ring the bell. As Shibata walks towards Robbie, a massive hulking figure looms up from behind him. He slowly turns as the new Black Tiger debuts. Suji is returned under the mask as the newest member of the United Empire, and he destroys Shibata as Robbie laughs. Robbie delivers one huge hidden blade elbow, and then he pins him. One, two, three. And the open weight division is reborn. Oh, <laughs> evil Robbie. Evil Robbie makes me happy. Oh, my God. I never thought, I, I was like, no, Robbie's, no, no, Robbie's too pure. He's too, oh, my God. Evil Robbie would fucking go so hard, dude. Yeah. Oh, and then Black Tiger Yoda Suji. Just this huge, Shit. massive, hulking <laughs> tiger mask. Oh. I'm glad you were having as much fun as I had writing that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you saw that. You said Yoda, Black Tiger Yoda Suji in my eye. I was like, oh my God. No, I, I have to have Touchdown. you, I have to have Touchdown. you, your little face down while I read it off this thing. So no, I didn't, I didn't get to see your face reaction. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't because I probably oh, wouldn't oh have finished it. I would have been laughing. <laughs> Look like my son just scored a goal in fucking hockey. I was like, oh. <laughs> Did you like the line about getting his brain out of its box? <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh. 
Yeah. So good. And I love the the look of that. You know, Robbie's obviously a man of smaller stature and then his huge henchman, you know, towering behind him is awesome. So I feel like that'd be pretty cool, right? If any of our if any of our uh, lovely uh, shorts listeners are artistically inclined and would like to draw a picture of Robbie Eagles as a, a faction leader with his with his muscle man black tiger Yoda Suji behind him, it, it, you don't even have to be able to see that it's Yoda Suji, but just like Robbie Eagles with a black with black tiger like a would be huge fucking tiger sick. mask. Love to sick. see that. It'd be sick. All right, on we go. So cool. Six match, 60-minute time limit, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship four-way match. Uh, with the loss of everybody, they re-replace everybody in the in the four-way here, and it's going to be Teton representing LIJ, Ace Austin with Chris yep. Bay representing Bullet Club, Kushida representing yep. himself, and Doki mm-hmm. with Honma representing himself. Big evolution from Doki here. He's now wearing the half Doki, half Despy mask, the deathmatch Despy once uh, wore in his war versus Jun Kasai. He's wearing the suit and he's accompanied by a bearded and black-haired Honma. In this match, uh, Doki is leaning more and more towards hardcore and violent sort of uh, implements and things like that, showing like a real hardcore edge. And in the end, Honma stops base, constant interference long enough for Doki to finish Austin with a brutal stref- stretch muffler after a blow- a close fist knockout. So we're seeing huge El Desperado vibes out of this new Doki here. I love that you're you're throwing in a Hanma because you're if you're going for like a death match, like um death match Doki, mm-hmm. you know, like That's who, the vibe. who better to learn the art of death match from? than the man who first used the first tube. Maybe even in this match, we see Doki use tubes on somebody. Maybe he... Love it. Yeah, maybe it's the stretch muffler on tubes or something. I don't know, but we we get that kind of vibe where... Oh, he, I got it. He he. Who's who's he going to pin? Uh, I had him pinning who's gonna Ace Austin. I had him submitting Ace Austin. He blasts Austin. He blasts Ace Austin in the leg with uh, with the tube. Yeah, and then puts him in the stretch muffler. Yeah, exactly. Okay. It's like a bundle of tubes, so it's like a huge explosion, and then puts him in the stretch muffler, and he immediately taps out. So money. Doki is the money. new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Huge evolution from Doki. I knew you'd love that one. Seventh match, sixty-minute time oh, limit. IWGP US Heavyweight Championship double main event. Let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. Mm-hmm. This is this is the heavyweight match. This is the match that would have been Osprey and Omega. Oh, this is the so U- U.S. heavyweight championship after match. that. Yeah, still U.S. heavyweight. T- okay, yeah. I, sorry, I thought you said world heavyweight title yeah, yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. U.S. Yeah, I was like, heavyweight wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you must have something big planned if you're going straight to the. <laughs> nah, nah. We got the U.S. Okay, yes. Yeah. So U.S. US heavyweight okay. championship double main event, Dragon versus Dragon. It had to happen. The two workhorses of each company step up in this power vacuum to deliver an all-timer that can and will be defended on USA soil. Uh, in this match, Shingo Takagi manages to defeat Brian da- Danielson. He's joined in the ring at the end by Titan, and they swear to rebuild LIJ. They run the salute for all their fallen brothers. As Naito, I love it. Sonata, and Bushi were all lost and turned to dust by Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where's Naito at? 
Naito's in the um, he's in, he's in that three way like the um, the Muto the Tanahashi Naito yeah, yeah. yes so he's yes. gone you've you've I lost completely him completely forgot that he actually has a fucking match yeah I know it's disappointing <laughs> I'm Which looking is... I'm looking at that match actually right now and it's like there's six dudes in the match but only six pairs in or uh, six knees total <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that is so true. <laughs> Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And two of them belong to Shoda. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two of them are Shodas. Uh, two two knees in, with Sonata. Two knees for Bushi. Yeah, and the rest. No knees for anybody else. No knees for anyone else. Yeah, exactly. What do you think about that? Okay. So I was like, yes. I was I wanted to keep it all New Japan stuff, and I was actually going to have Shingo in the final title match, but I decided that Brian Danielson versus Shingo Takagi was sort of the best match that I could book, you know, wrestling wise, yeah. like new Japan wise performance. Yeah. If you're going to talk about Omega versus Osprey, I feel like dragon versus dragon would be unbelievable. Yeah, no, that's, that's a match that I would shell out so much harder and money for, you know, how we're always talking about how we're not going to pay to watch. <laughs> you know, how we're talking about we're we're not going to pay to watch the, uh, the extra yeah. pay-per-view events that they have. Yeah. I would pay for that fuck that the second they announced that match i'd i'd I'm like take my money like, i'd start throwing money at my tv <laughs> just hoping it absorbs through the screen just, and and then yeah. turns on they get paid via osmosis yeah you know, for me just leaving <laughs> a stack of bills on the tv it's like twitch payments just popping up on this thing all right yep okay any thoughts on that or do you want me to jump into this last heavyweight championship match here those my thoughts on that are hell fuck yeah yeah let's go all right <laughs> Eighth match, 60-minute time limit, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match, double main event, the Great Khan versus Tai Chi. So, there it is. Hey, I knew you'd like I that. I knew, you, I knew you'd like the level of opulence that's about to, that's about to transpire. So in the... Main event, Great Khan, main event, Tai Chi. Mm. Who's the new ace of the, co- the company? Yeah. And we, you know, you know what's coming with that. What's coming? You too. You have to say it in your little rundown. You you do your rundown. I want to hear all about it, but I, I I better hear just just those four words that I want to hear. They better come out of this fucking mouth. Oh, I'm not, I'm not sure what the four words are, so we will see. Okay, the stage is set. Huge entrance from Okan here. We're talking all the green and gold. Every member of of the United Empire, including Robbie Eagles and the new Black Tiger mask, all come out. There's there's banners, there's flags. You know, he's wearing the most lavish version of his thing he has. He's staggering to the ring, just surrounded by everybody. Great Okan is clearly the centerpiece of this unit as it stands. Tai Chi's entrance. Opulence. You're yes. talking all white on white. We're talking first. There it is. First entrance. White on white is the thing. It's Miho Abe in like a wedding gown coming out real slow, white smoke, you know, everywhere. And then Tai Chi enters in his most extravagant look of all time. His mask is now inspired less from Phantom of the Opera and more from like a samurai warrior as a slight nod to his fallen comrade and lover to never be, Sonata. Uh, so there's definite more like <laughs> armored kind of vibes to what he's doing. 
to his right also walks out. Doki brandishing a, a you know a barbed wire chair or something over his shoulder, and Honma to his side. So he he's accompanied by Miho, Doki, and Honma as they enter. They're still staring down the entire might of the United Empire. The United Empire only lost three members, and they've already, you know, brought in Black Tiger and Robbie Eagle. So they're they're essentially full strength. Um, the match is is what it is, and it, we would expect a lot of bullshit. Uh, United Empire are definitely taking a more evil sort of uh, intentions, and, and are clearly the heels in this scenario. Um, but as a, as it comes down to it. There, there, there's definite interference, and then a, a masked figure steps out and gets it gets involved. Aviator goggles across his eyes and bandana across his mouth, scarred up a torso as he shatters a giant bundle of tubes into the back of Robbie Eagles, and it's Jun Kasai realigning himself Jun with Kasai. his senpai Honma <laughs> and making it known that he's also with Tai Chi. But wait, Black Tiger's involved. What's going to happen now? He's too big. He's too powerful. And that's when we see the debut of Tiger Mask Yuya Oemra, who in the traditional oh. Tiger Mask, but with white, white garb also. So everybody's all in white, and we now see the debut of a brand new faction. I don't know what it's called. Everybody would probably call it the Black Saints, but I've got them all in white, and White Saints sounds weird and a bit Klu Klux Klan-y, so maybe... They're the Holy Pillars, maybe they're something else, but we have a brand new faction. Tai Chi picks up the win and he's crowned the new IWGP championship champion. Snow rains from the roof. A throne is placed in the center of the ring. Everybody gathers around him to pose on his giant throne with his championship and he's the Holy Emperor of New Japan Pro Wrestling. I can't. I can't possibly love that anymore. <laughs> As tears like roll down Curtis's face. <sighs> so I, okay. So we can't, we can't call him Holy Demon Army because that's already taken. That's Kawada's, that's Kawada's uh, tag team mm-hmm. with Tawe. But I would I would want to throw something like like that in here. I mean, would the the new Japani thing to do would be call them like the unholy angel army or something like that? Yeah. I I don't know, but I I love them. Yeah. Oh my god, this is okay. So you so you've got Hanma, Jun Kasai, Doki, uh, Yuya, Tai Chi and Tiger Mask, Tai Chi and Tiger and Tai Chi and Tiger Mask, Tiger Mask, Yu Emma. Yeah. And Miho Abe. Yeah. And Julia. <laughs> sure. She could, she could jump in there. Honma isn't really yeah. active at this stage. He, to me, is is sort of the manager, but he's also the piece that ties all these individuals together. You know what I mean? Like, he has the ties with, um, with Jun Kasai. You know, he has the ties um, with New Japan. You know, he's the one that could bring him in and sort of make all that work and his sort of dad status and, and sort of end, uh, adds that sort of uh, deathmatchy hardcore credibility. And I like the idea of Doki sort of having somebody with him. You know what I mean? Like to sort of manage him and steer him in the the right way, you know? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
it just comes out and cuts a croaky promo talking about how awesome uh Ducky. Yeah, yeah, it's just him talking shit or whatever. I don't know. And I've always had a soft spot for Honma and I didn't want to completely leave him out. So I liked the idea of him as like a bit of a, a bad boy manager, not really wrestling as much. You know, you need somebody in there to get pinned and stuff. But essentially, it's a pretty small unit, um, but straight to, to the point, yeah. Uh, I was also playing around. There's always the idea where Tiger Mask Yuya isn't actually a part of the faction and he only gets involved because... Black Tiger does. I'm unsure about that as of yet. But I love the idea of those two being the two Tiger Masks because you'll remember they debuted at the same time as Young Lions. Like They traded draws constantly. It's almost like they're always meant to be against each other. You know, forever rivals from the moment they debuted as Young Lions. So I love the idea of the Young Lions becoming the two new Tiger Masks. I love it. This picture you've painted for me, I, I want to hang it up. I want to frame it and hang it up in my in my bedroom so that it's the last thing I see every night when I go to sleep and the first thing I see when I wake up every day. Yeah, that's it. And, you know, if you've got to lose all those huge main eventers off of Wrestle Kingdom, this could be a way to rebuild it. I love it. You know what's funny is your, your IWGP uh, heavyweight championship match was the exact same one i picked you missed me the other day saying like i know who the new ace is and i was like yeah we'll see (laughs) so did you in in your dream scenario was it also tai chi as the champion of new japan yep (laughs) (laughs) it was it was tai chi versus okan like a hundred percent that was that was exactly what i wanted yeah um yeah i yeah i was i was in my head, like Tai Chi's new, like Tai Chi's new uh, uh, ace of the yeah. company. He's the one who's going out there doing the commercials. He's the one that's going out there and making the movies when they when they need to. He's like, got a few weeks, you know, until Wrestle Kingdom. He's a bit more shredded. Amy asked me the most important question. She's like, "Will this new version of Tai Chi, this opulent Tai Chi, have tearaway pants?" And I was like, "He'll have tearaway trunks. He's got a smaller pair of trunks <laughs> beneath the trunks." <laughs> <laughs> he's got the the extra schmedium trunks yeah, as opposed yeah. to the schmedium oh, trunks now, that he now maybe maybe he wears okada like shorts but then tears away the shorts to trunks and then we get shorts in there as well <laughs> no 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 he starts out with pants then he becomes the shorts then he becomes the trunks yes it just keeps going down in like so. yeah You've got you've got like a three acts to a movie or to a play. Like that's when you can tell that they're moving to the second act as he removes the yeah. the pants. We are dorks. Yeah, we are huge dorks. This. this is the nerdiest thing I've done. As a forty year old man, I fan to, fan fictioned my dream Wrestle Kingdom based around an Avengers scenario from a movie. There's no helping me now. But there's a good. The good news is, no, is that I'm already married. I'm not going to be alone forever. Yep. I told her about this. No. And it was funny because she was like, "You can tell me about your nerdy thing, but I am going to sleep and I won't have anything to say about." It. I was like, "All right, I'm going to read it because I knew I was speaking." And it's like, then she's asking me questions and stuff, <laughs> and she goes, "But what about Naito?" And I'm like, "Naito was on Wrestle Kingdom. He's not there." And she's like, "He's gone." And I'm like, "Yeah." And then she's like getting confused. She's like, "What about Zach?" And I'm like, "He's gone." And she's like wait, is this real life or like, no. And I'm like, no, he wasn't really disappeared no. by Thanos. He's, she's talking <laughs> right into 
<laughs> he, don't worry, he's okay. She was getting very worried. Okay. And I'm like, no, it's fine. But in this scenario, he's gone and she's like, oh, no. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah. Anyway, I had way too much fun doing that. I, uh, If people enjoy the world I've Thank created you. and they would like me to occasionally do uh, further an age, you know, age of Apocalypse endgame scenario where we dip back into this world I've created and we run through New Year's Dash or something, let us know. Maybe I, I book New, New Japan, Year's Dash. Yeah. New Japan Age of Apocalypse is... Yeah. That's the best way to put it. That's that's exactly it's, it. Yeah, it's the, the alternate universe that we keep going back to. Yeah. See, see, this was me as a kid. When Age of Apocalypse happened, I, I thought that... Because they kind of booked it like, this is how it is now, and this is what it's going to be. And I was like... Well, it was like that for like a year. I know. And I was like, good, let's never go back. I actually got sad when it was over because I preferred the new world better. You know, I have every Age of Apocalypse comic. Like, so I... um Yeah, the, it was fun to do my own version of of this like uh, i had heaps of fun with it and and i i liked like laying little seeds in here for things that are going to happen on future events and stuff so i don't know if people had fun with it let us know and and maybe i can do and i love that i love that you didn't wrap everything up i love that like bullet club is still currently leaderless yeah you know where where is everybody going in chaos what's happening with chaos right now you know like that sort of thing Mm. Um, it, does this mean chaos, that chaos would be coming back? We're completely. I didn't really address it too much, but in this scenario, chaos were completely gutted. You know what I mean? There's like Ishii and Yano yeah. are like the only members left. That that's not a faction. You know what I mean? My thought was yeah. that in that, and I didn't really, you know, wax lyrical on it, but in that after that Ishii gauntlet, uh, I imagine maybe a scenario where Ishii sort of runs the lion's den. You know, so his faction is just him and all the young lions, and it's him like training them, and they're like, you know, trying to get wins and trying to do stuff as like a small, you know, faction to themselves. Does Kose Fujita end up with, uh, with Tai Chi, with uh, with he his, might. his yeah, with his mentor's uh, former partner Tai Chi? Yeah. Hmm. I love this. I think this is great. There's lots can to, I, to go on there. I, I think it happen? was. I I finalized the last parts of that that match like last night at midnight when I needed to be getting up at like four thirty. But uh, I did like so it was a little bit clunky in how Jun Kasai and Tiger Mask get involved at the end. I didn't lay it out quite as well as I did like the earlier Robbie stuff. But you get the idea. You can uh, run through a bunch of stuff. You know, there's so much bullshit. It's one of those things where like people just keep debuting and it's all chaos but in the end uh it's a black mephisto and it's fucking a rap on okan and on united empire as uh the snow falls on tai chi i love it i love it i love that he has a he has a throne brought to him is he is he carried on like a litter like uh like i was the, i was thinking some of that a chariot like the undertaker at wrestlemania yes. yeah exactly <laughs> like, prancing dressage horses to like you know get him to the ring <laughs> oh i think on that note i think we probably should wrap it up for yeah that. well i need to go to work that was too good well i didn't think that i'd be talking good. about dressage horses today so here we go no well you know i mean sometimes shit gets wild Sometimes shit gets wild on the Okada Shorts podcast. It does. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Curtis, tell people where to find you on the social medias. 
Well, uh, you know, if you want to find me on social media, you go to eldestructo83. That's on uh, the Twitter and the Instagrams. And uh, where can they find you, Rafe? You can find me at Faces Feels Cast. Uh, check out all my interviews with uh, with wrestlers over there, uh, and follow us, the Shorts Boys, at Okada Shorts on uh, mm-hmm. Instagram and on the Twits. And if you enjoy our particular brand of whimsy and would like to hear more dick jokes for free. You can check out our other shows, the Faces and Feels cast, the Smart Foundation podcast, and Throwing Dice Pod. Uh, and if you, uh, <laughs> what's that thing I say? If you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming and would like to give us gifts of money, well, we would appreciate those yeah. gifts of money to be given to us at patreon.com slash countoutpod. Exactly. Uh, that, that and it's not just for podcast. us, it's for all the great podcasts at Canat Network and it gets delivered around to everybody to help us create great shows and great content. And uh yeah, you can buy a, a coffee microphone. Every I mean we have not made microphone money. <laughs> we'll buy eventually. a coffee eventually or something like that. But we have, We aspire to microphone money. Exactly. Get there. Exactly. Or you can get to my status where people send you microphones for free. I'm into that. I mean, yeah, I've, let people send me microphones for free. Yeah. I've I want, you know what I want? I want a new camera. A new camera? I want a, a vlogging camera that I could use to like record bat reps for throwing dice. Uh-huh. I can uh, use it for when you and I do this chat so you can see my lovely face in 1080p or 4K or whatever the fuck it's going to yeah. be. Instead of this uh, webcam that I got here on my laptop, that's I don't know how many how many years old this laptop. I know it's is. a low res. All I know, <laughs> it's pixelated. Yeah, I don't think I deserve anything better. Sometimes it may be a cool, not a pretty man. If I turn on and it's four K. It might be might be too much. The show might be over. Uh-oh. <laughs> or maybe the show's only just getting started. Either way, thanks so much for listening. I hope you've stayed through to the end and you had fun with this dumb game that we played. But it was way too much fun to not do it. Um, We've had super, super fun doing this podcast over this last year. You know, um, doing the G1 during for the first time and watching all this stuff, it's been super fun. So the next time you hear from us, it's going to be like end of season wrap-up. We're going to run down Wrestle Kingdom um, yep. and yeah, and talk about it. I've got that entire week off work, Curtis. So I'll be watching it live, oh which is going to be sick. Uh, and then we'll do that. And then new things in the new year, we hope to do new interviews. I'm going to Japan in April for like three weeks. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Maybe I can, uh, do some bits and pieces there, like do some content in Japan, which would be fun as well. Hopefully I can see some new Japan if some shows line up. We'll just have to see how it all works out. But either way, I, I look forward to another year of the shorts next year. It's going to be so great. And you know what? Like we said, our end of year wrap up, our end of end of season wrap up is going to be our next episode. And uh, we're going to be going over the most shorts moments of the year. Mm-hmm. And I think that our fans, the, the, what should we, we should come up with the shorties shorties. Is it shorties? Is that who they are? <laughs> I don't know if it's the shorties, because shorties is kind of like what people call like, Girl, like, yeah, like I don't know if that's it. I'm I'm not sure where the status where we've got named fans yet. I would just say the listeners. 
<laughs> Our lovely and listeners. They will name themselves if the, if that we ever get to that point. Maybe we need a forum or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you would love uh, to hear your shorts moments, uh, your shortest New Japan memories uh, through from from this year, send them into us so that we can uh, we can talk to talk to each other about them. Yeah. You can tweet them at us. You can DM us on the Instagrams. Uh, whatever you want to do, just get at us. Oh, uh, uh, what is it? Okadashorts at gmail.com? Yep, exactly. Okadashorts at gmail.com. You could send in a, any ideas there. DM either of us at our personal places. Just anything would be really good because I have a terrible memory and I currently can't remember anything further back than the Tag League final. So if yeah. you don't want it to be a boring show, give me whatever info you can yeah. give me. What was your favorite moment from the year of wrestling 2022 for new Japan? So that's what we'll go over with our next, uh, our next episode. We'll see you in a couple of weeks for our wrestle kingdom wrap up. Yep. End of 2022. Exactly. Season. Good riddance. Finale. Yes. So in and many ways, the worst year of my life. <laughs> goodbye. Clap crowds. Yeah, exactly. It's I, fucking I over. Cheering. We made it. We made it. We made it. It was Hit the us. Music we Let's did it directly. Out. Us. So for everybody out there, rate and subscribe. Listen or die. Keep it right. Keep it tight. And most importantly, keep it what? Short. This has been a Count Out Podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is Your Dose of Death Podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present or future and you're probably wondering where you can go support us you can find your dose of death podcast on all major podcast platforms especially along with the count out network of podcasts and also you can support us on the count out patreon as we have exclusive content only on the patreon for all of our listeners we hope that you go listen to your dose of death podcast very soon and see you at the shows